0: Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. I just got back from the gym, ladies and gents, and I ate like five peaches. So I might be a little burpy. I'm not, just full disclosure. This is why I'm in a sugar and carbs group. Today, um, I want to talk about, I had a conversation with my sister and one of my three sisters. I talked to all three of them. It sounded like I only talked to one. And, uh, and she asked me, What gives me hope? What gives me hope for the future? Um, and that was a great question. It really s- slowed us down. It really, um, it was that good quiet between us. And, you know, I was thinking about books and science and this and that and yada, yada, yada. And, um, As I was swimming, I was swimming the other day and I I noticed how my swimming technique has improved Um, and how much more connected I feel in the pool versus, you know, I just started swimming and it it was just laborious. Such a chore. I, I, I just felt like I was dragging myself through mud. And as I, I start to feel connected and, and start to feel like I was lengthening and gliding through the water. It gave me a moment of hope. It was a reminder that things change. My the emotions that we have change, whether it's uh, sadness and anger or joy and happiness, it's gonna change. It's not permanent. And that's what gives me hope because I think a lot of times, um, especially watching the news, watching the news takes away my hope watching uh, let me rephrase that watching news or reading news or consuming news in a traditional way it takes away my hope but what i mean is you know let's 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 look at okay i have the I have the new york times uh, app on my phone okay so as i pull up the new york times app the first thing it talks about is uh, twelve U.S. troops among scores killed in Kabul airport bombing. Wow, that's that doesn't give me hope. Uh, witnesses around the site of the blast describe scenes of chaos. Okay, that doesn't give me hope. United City details public school safety plan amid Delta concerns. Concerns? Oh, that doesn't make me happy at all. But it really chips away at my hope. Government decisions left Tennessee exposed to deadly flooding. So you get my point, right? Like if you're looking for hope, the front, the front page news is not where you want to go. The morning news is not what you want to tune into. So it's not just about what gives us hope, but it's also about what's chipping away at our hope. Now, does that mean the news is that you shouldn't read the news and you shouldn't be informed? Absolutely, inform yourself. Absolutely, you. We want to be current. We want to know, especially you know, with the the Delta virus and um, you know, global. There's so many things that are happening throughout the world. We we absolutely want to have our ear to the streets. How, with that said, with that said. The way that I consume news now is by subject matter, and that gives me hope. So for instance, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, I don't just turn on the news. I search a a specific topic, and I go down that rabbit hole. And by doing that, I kind of get a sense of what's going on in the world, and it gives me hope. A few days ago, I, uh, in my Spotify, um, I I just typed in tunnels and I learned so much about the history of tunnels, current tunnels, how tunnels have been used uh, to, to siege cities, how tunnels have been used to move cattle, um, how, you know, millionaires have built fortresses with tunnels underneath. Because uh, they were afraid of some cataclysmic disaster, um, uh, you know, seances and you know, El Chapo getting smuggled through tunnels, having tunnel vision. Like when, when you type in tunnels, like th- there's so many uh, things that come up that I, I would have never thought about. In regards to tunnels, how long they are, how short they are, emotional tunnels. We, we talked about uh, in the previous episode, caves versus tunnels. And now, um, you know, reading a lot about caves or listening to a lot of podcasts about caves, how Taylor Swift caved in um, and joined TikTok, how uh, the house has uh, caved into Nancy Pelosi On uh, a trillion dollar, I think it was like $2.3 trillion or one point something. Uh, And and they went ahead and got that passed. I learned about uh, the caves in Tulum. I learned about um, how people die in caves and that we only have 75 certified uh, scuba, cave scuba divers. Yeah, there's only 75 of those who are actually certified in the world to uh, scuba dive in caves. Like that's how dangerous it is. Um, and so, you know, when you, uh, yeah, I read about man cave, I heard, listened to stuff about man caves. So I learned all this, all these interesting tidbits from the perspective of caves. And lest you think that leaves you, you know, uninformed as to the current day policies or what, it, it all can tie back in to what's going on in the world. Because now I'm thinking about, wow, if this, this virus gets out of hand. Do I want to live in a tunnel or a cave? I never thought of, of a cave as an option, as a housing option. And now I'm learning about how Neanderthals um, who we thought were just you know, clobbering each other over the head with, uh, 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 sticks were actually territorial and smart and they painted, uh, the inside of the caves to mark their rooms. Like this is my space. Don't come beyond this, this red paint that I've put up. So all these different forms of, of, of caves, um, there is a cave, a golf classic, but anyway, My point is, you can can learn about what's going on in the world, but it doesn't have to be through the lens of what we're being spoon-fed. Another thing that gives me hope is I read this book every morning called The 365 Meditations. Um, So I read a meditation every day. And today they talked about laughter. And It just dawned on me how no matter where you are in the world, no matter what your language is or your religion or your color um, or anything, all children's laughter sounds the same. It's a universal language. Isn't that remarkable? There's something beautiful in that, you know, because, you know, I was taking Spanish for a little bit and sign language, and Michelle's taking Spanish. And spending so much effort on trying to learn a language so that I can communicate with other people. And what's a more important language than laughter? Laughter, tears. You know, bleed like all those things look the same no matter what the culture is, no matter what the background is, no matter who you voted for, or your age, or your belief system, what kind of shoes you have on, or what your socioeconomic status is. L- laughter the laughter of children is innocent and pure, and it. It just it for most people it just lights you up. That gives me hope to know that to be reminded that as a species we're connected like that. I know if you hear like a child laugh and I hear a child, I mean you know some I know some parents out there don't like you know c- cut it out down there. Don't quit making all that ruckus. But overall, you're at a beach. You're at the farmer's market. You're at a park. Birthday party. Children's laughter is just so connecting, so soothing. Um, Unless it's in a classroom, right? Or if you have five kids in a car, tight spaces, shut it down. Put put your headphones on and, and cut on your iPad. Put your, yeah, put your face in the movie. Watch Coco Melon. But in open air spaces, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. The other thing that gives me hope is curiosity. Yeah. I'm so, cu- you know, part of our emotions, like when we feel distressed, anxious, worried, and the news, is that it talks about it, it's based on what has happened and what's happening. And and then also then what we think is, is going to happen. And if we lean into curiosity, we'll realize there's so much of, of what we don't know that could potentially happen. Look at this vaccine. Look at this look at the, the vaccine that we have for COVID-19. Look at how quickly we got that. Right. Look at, we, we now have figured out how to cure sickle cell anemia with CRISPR, with gene editing. That, if you don't know what that is, that's a whole other, you, you just have to look that up for yourself. But, um We've made so much progress, but the, but that type of progress to give us that excitement, that joy, that hope to, that alleviate, it took years. It took decades. It took people who were curious as to how does DNA work and RNA and, and gene splicings and how do viruses and bacteria, how do they grow? It's how we've been able to beat cancer through curiosity. It's how we've been able to build planes and trains and, you know, put people in a space. We were curious. How do you get up there? So what what gives me hope is knowing that I don't know everything and knowing that and, and being curious about what are how are other people working on this? On the problem that I have, that we all have. Right, right now there's some like there's a team of scientists who are working on, uh, you know, helping people manage their their PTSD, their hallucinations, auditory and hallucinatory, uh, uh, um, auditory and um, and visual. It, people even have olfactory hallucinations. The people figuring out how to like grow limbs, you know, that cell regeneration. I mean, you look at LASIK surgery. I remember when I was a kid, I couldn't. I mean, the number of people who are walking around. Remember those thick bifocals, just thick, and then that kid just. Which just always made fun of. We saw the kid in the movies, and as a as a as a world, as a society, we had no problem picking uh, picking on that kid. It was done in all the movies, and now how many people do you see walking around with bifocals and, and thick lenses? Now everybody is either wearing you know nice Warby Parker glasses, or they're wearing contacts, or they've had LASIK. How many people do you see? When I was a kid, I would always see somebody walking around with a stick uh, because they've lost their sight or was born without it. And We don't see that as often, at least here in the country, you know, in other parts of the world. I know it's still um, a, a huge issue, but the point is that we've made improvements. Yes, inequality has gone up, but the people who are at the bottom of that um, pay scale, or uh, of the uh, you know bottom percentage of the socioeconomic status, their status is ten times better than people who are at the bottom of the socioeconomic status, you know thousands of years ago when the king had all the money and the peasants were living on the streets. They were really impoverished. So the quality of life of those in poverty had, have gone up and, and that is not, it's not me advocating for poverty. That is not me saying that we don't need to uh, uh, get people off the streets. You know, I live I used to live in L.A., and the number of people who are without homes is painful, painful to witness. So that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is everything has progressed, has improved, and the things that we're still struggling on is things that are still challenges we're working on. What does this mean for you? What does this mean for us? That means that when we're in pain and we're in despair, we have to remind ourselves of where we've been and the potential of where we can go. Even emotionally, a a lot of it is, well, I don't want to go forward if I have to bring this pain with me. And I understand that. It feels inflammatory, overwhelming. Uh, Jeff Jeff or JT Money, who I had on the podcast, referred to it as a a wet steel blanket. Nobody wants to take that with them. A uh, A few days ago, a couple of days, I was in much despair, so much pain. Crying. I think I cried like three days in a row. Just random, just tears gushing from my eyes. Not wanting to get out of bed. In bed for like 12 hours. It's painful. Feeling shame and guilt. I'm a guy. I'm a guy. Who has a podcast. Who I life coach. I train. I do all these things. And yet, like, this moment right now is too much to bear. And then I was talking with a friend and I realized I just started taking my asthma medication and my asthma medication. Uh, one of the side effects is emotional dysregulation. I take this, uh, outer thing in the morning I take a pill at night and uh and and not only that it um, can uh, cause insomnia and I completely forgot I hadn't been sleeping for two weeks I mean I've been sleeping intermittently just it's just been a rough two weeks and just last night I realized and then I messaged my doctor and he was like oh yeah that's you know you probably don't want to take that then yeah so, uh, hopefully, Leo Flowers gets back to neutral. Close to it. We're going to find out. And and so, that also gives me hope, though, because there was a period in this country where we didn't have anything for asthma. And somebody cared enough and took the time to experiment and see what works, what doesn't work. And and now kids can run around and play. And uh, even adults, you know, I said I'm 45 with asthma. And since I started taking the meds, yes, I, it's disrupted my sleep and my emotions. But now I'm, um, I can exercise longer without... Uh, the chest pain or any breathing issues and hopefully can get back to hiking it's really hot right now so probably no time soon another thing that gives me hope is I like to read um, classical fiction You know, right now I'm reading Anna Karenina, which I don't recommend uh, because there's a a tragic part of the story. If you are going to read it, read it like in a group with other people, but don't read it alone. Um, But the reason why I like classic novels is I realize that what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling, what I'm going through, what I'm thinking... Um, behave. People have been doing this for centuries. Forever. And they made it through. From Abraham Lincoln to Benjamin Franklin to Steve Jobs to Anna Correntina. Well, that's not a good example. And And even today when you look at the number of celebrities who are talking about their mental health like Simone Biles and Um, Dua Lipa, uh, even Brad Pitt, The Rock. Who was that? Not Nelly Furtado. There's another Kelly. Ah, it's gonna eat me up. But when when we when we read classical literature. I definitely feel less alone in the world. I'm like, okay, you went through this too. Okay. And then when I, and then other books that I like to read, or I would say podcasts, I like to read pot. I listen, listen to podcasts about, um, the future of things like what's the future of technology. What's the future of crops, the future of, you know, water and, and who's working on that. I just, just knowing that there are people out there who are dedicating their lives to solving the world's problems, that gives me hope. And we don't get a lot of that in the news. The news will show you, you know, a turtle with a straw up its nose or a kid holding a, chi- a child soldier. But there are people who are dedicating their lives and people and industries and and policymakers working to solve the world's ills. And we saw that with this COVID vaccine. The world came together on this. Companies, countries, communities all said, what do we have to do? Is there some division? Yes, there's always going to be some division. You watch Walking Dead. That that's just part of nature. There are going to be people who are like, oh, I'm going to go this way." All right. We're we're never going to get a hundred percent. The only time you get hundred percent is in school, and and, uh, and I, I feel like that's the problem. There should like no kid should ever get a hundred percent. The best you should be able to get is like ninety five or ninety three percent. What gives me hope is being able to breathe. When we realize what a gift a breath is, being able to inhale and exhale, so powerful. I remember I was in a hospital once with chest pain, and there was a guy on a ventilator next to me, and I hear that. I'll never get that sound out of my ears, out of my head. It was so labored. And this was pre-COVID. This was maybe two years ago. When things feel overwhelming for me, I flash back to that moment and I, Thank my higher power that I can breathe. And I know for some of you right now, things may feel overwhelming and you don't know which way to go. You don't know what to do. What's the right answer? What direction do I move? And this brings me back to the podcast on caves. When when they scuba dive down into these caves, a lot of the, the deaths that occur are from silt being kicked up. Basically, it's sand in the water, but it's it's not sand. It's silt. It's like from the rocks, just tiny flecks from the rock, and it blinds you in the water to where you have zero visibility. And they try to swim through is steady as they can but every now and again something happens and then the silt gets kicked up and and then you just lose all visibility and you, and you lose your sense of direction left, right north, south people panic and then they flutter around even more and kick up more silt and the response is to be as still as possible until the silt settles but sometimes that can take hours and by then you've run out of oxygen and you're no longer with us my point is is that when you're in despair and it feels like you can't figure out which way to go you need clarity you need a uh, vision you need to you need answers be still be still long enough for the silt to settle be still and breathe And if you do that long enough, when you open your eyes, it will be clear which way to go. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute are you calling 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALK remember there's other numbers and resources located in all of the show notes you can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one on one coaching with yours truly you can email me at leo.leoflowers.com or right, wait Uh, Leo at sorry. Leo at Leoflowers.com. Yeah. Email me at Leo at Leoflowers.com. And thank you for all the comments and the likes and all that stuff. This week, I'm looking forward. What's today? Thursday? Yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm just I'm looking forward to this football season. I'm I'm ready. I've been watching Hard Knocks Life on HBO. Let's I need this Batman movie to be released also. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. Let's get to tomorrow together.